0: Welcome back to the One I Heard This Podcast. My name is Nate Robinsoff, and I'm here with Joseph Tillman. Yeah, it's a new another one. Doing another one. We're, we're
1: doing another one, man. It's another one. How are you? I mean, we're just cranking these things out. Uh, I'm good. I'm good, man. Or are we just cranking them out? Well, not is that really. all we're doing. That's not all, the whole
0: point. Yeah. Just creating
1: content, right? That's all we're doing. Content
0: creators. <laughs> man. Uh today we're continuing our discussion on how people act like Jesus and If they do not, and why don't they do that?
1: Something like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So click all the buttons around the thing, go to Patreon, five bucks. Well done. Thank you. So my first question for this next episode that is occurring today is, how do you see Christians not acting Christ-like? Like Like if you were to look at Christians as a whole, what's Mm -hmm. the thing? What's the thing? What's
1: the thing that they... (laughs) Acting like good. All right. right. So the way, and I mentioned this in the last episode, something that I kind of had to grow out of, but the judging people for not being as spiritual as them. Okay. I think that's one thing. And I think that's one way um, that we're not acting Christ-like. There's too many, almost like too many internal battles among Christians and churches and denominations and whatever. We're so focused on the way we're doing church that we, we kind of lost the whole notion of, are we being Christ-like? So I think that's one thing. Um, and then, and this kind of goes in the same vein as that. It's like the way in which Christians can look down on people who don't act or think like them, and that's whether that's other Christians or non-Christians. And so I think it happens in the you can have some groups um, within churches that just think, man, they've got it; like they've figured it out. Like, they've they're doing it. They're doing quote unquote church the best, and and so and I think we they kind of look down on others who aren't doing it that way. And I think we kind of have to just we got to mature and grow out of that, um, and be more Christ-like. But then I think also the way like it does bother me when I'm on social media and I see the way that Christians interact with other people, whether those are Christians or not Christians. And I'm like, man, that is like, that's terrible. Um,
0: Jesus never used social media.
1: Jesus did not use social media. And if he did use social media today, he would not do it in the way that Unfortunately, I think a lot of Christians are using it, just trying to argue, just trying, you know, basically tearing down or demeaning people to try to, you know, win a point, um, belittling people for disagreeing with them on things. I just, maybe the whole thing is that there's just not much compassion.
0: My favorite is when they just go, we need to do better. Like, is this doing better? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Is this post you
1: doing better? Right. Yeah, not really. (laughs) Not really. And I just think, yeah, I think we just need more compassion. More compassion for one another. More compassion for people who disagree with us. More compassion for people that come from a different life experience than us. I just think we just need a whole lot more compassion in the church.
0: In your view, are there things that... Non-Christians look at the church and say, hey, you guys aren't acting Christ-like, and are they wrong, or are they right, or what is your view on that?
1: I think they're right if they're—I mean, just what I just said, I think they're right at times when they look and go, there's not enough compassion from Christians. I think they're right on that. Okay. In saying that, though, I, I do think there is kind of this notion among some non-Christians— where they believe that Christians should tolerate or accept everything that another person believes or thinks or says or does. And if that Christian doesn't, then they're not being loving or they're not being Christ-like. But that's just not true. I'm not saying that Christians need to act like jerks, okay? Mm. like They don't need to act like jerks. They don't need to demean people, belittle people, we don't have to do that if we disagree with people, okay? But Christians, the same token, cannot just tolerate or accept everything. And I use the word tolerate there because I think the word tolerance has basically become synonymous with acceptance. Mm-hmm. Like in other words, if you're going to be tolerant, you need to be accepting. And I don't think... That that's going to be a reality. The reality is that Christians cannot accept, for example, that there's another way to God. Like, we would say Jesus Christ is the only way. That's that's not being intolerant. That's not being unloving. That's just our conviction, okay?
0: So when people say Jesus was kind and loving, mm-hmm. but you, Joseph, aren't being kind and loving towards Person of group. Okay.
1: <laughs> What's the difference? I think some people want to project something onto Jesus that was not there. Okay. So in other words, was Jesus all was Jesus loving and compassionate? Yes. Was he accepting and tolerating of all other things, of, of everything? No. What does being kind? and
0: not tolerating at the same time look like?
1: So, for example, I can have a conversation with someone and they they believe it's perfectly fine to have, um, we'll, we'll do sexual ethics, so let's say they believe it's perfectly fine to have sex outside of marriage, okay. right? I can be kind and I can be loving toward that person without agreeing with them. Okay and without accepting that perspective. Okay. Even if they tell me, yeah, but I love this person that I'm I'm having sexual relations with, you know, I love this person, we love each other. I'm like, okay, like I get that, but if you're not married as a Christian, I can't I can't say that is okay. And I think that's kind of what I'm getting to. I think there are people both probably within and without the church that want to say that certain things are okay when the rea- and and to say that is to be loving, but the reality is is that I it's okay to, for people to disagree over things. Like we can still be kind. We can still be loving and disagree over things. And as Christians, we do have a certain, for example, in this case of sexual ethics, like there is a sexual ethic within Christianity uh, within traditional Christianity. There's a sexual ethic. And so therefore, holding to that sexual ethic is not being intolerant and it's not being unloving. It's just holding to a point of conviction.
0: Right. But the, I think the thing is what you do with your conviction or how you sure. treat people because
1: of that. conviction. I completely agree. Okay. I agree. So in other words, that's what I'm saying. I, I can be kind, right? Okay. I don't have to belittle you. You know, I don't have to demean you for disagreeing with me. And uh, maybe it's a love is respect. Mm-hmm. right so i can respect you and but th- but then the, 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 it needs to be reciprocated okay. that respect us respect me for the position i'm holding and so respect the fact that i'm holding to a traditional christian sexual ethic and so we can we can respect one another Right, and, mm-hmm. and by respecting, I just mean we we value one another as human beings, and that we don't have to get into a point of like yelling and screaming and belittling and demeaning and tearing one another down just to try to prove a point. We don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I do understand where if people look at those that are yelling and screaming on social media or from pulpits or out in the you know with a bullhorn out in the middle of a street and they're demeaning and and by demeaning I mean they're personally attacking you tearing you down like if they're doing that that's not okay and I feel like we have to probably even describe what personal attack means at this point in our culture but you know in other words if 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 they're if they're again demeaning you belittling you that's one thing but to to stand up and say I disagree with this that's not being unloving that's not being un-Christ-like. that's actually holding to an ethic Christ has taught us to hold to okay and I think that's part of the bigger thing is like we have to realize that there are things there's a there's a moral standard that Christ has told us to told his followers to live up to mm. so therefore as Christ's followers as a Christian I have to do all that I can to uphold that standard. Mm. And again, I can do it with kindness the way Jesus did. I can do it with compassion the way Jesus did, but I still have to be firm in it. And my can in, in my firm I just mean in my conviction of it, hold to it. Mm. So Christ was perfect. Yep.
0: And in the Bible it says none of us are perfect or can ever be perfect.
1: Well not not really. Bible did not really say that. Okay. <laughs> so Actually, it says something pretty different. I'm not talking about after we're dead. I get you. I'm following with you. Okay. So, can I read a passage? Uh, fine. All right. So, in Matthew chapter 5, mm-hmm. it actually ends with this. Uh, Matthew 5, verse 48 says, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect.
0: Yeah, it's telling us to be perfect. Right, right. But right.
1: we... Can't be, but I just want to make sure we're we're clear on it. It's calling us be perfect, right? Right to be that. Yeah. Okay, that's our that's what we're moving toward, okay. right? And but you're right in the sense of none of us will ever reach per, uh, a state of just perfection, right? On this earth,
0: yeah. So Christ was perfect, uh huh, and we are called to be Christ like, uh huh, which would be. Perfect. Perfect. Right. But we can't get there, even though the Bible's telling us we need to try. Mm-hmm. But what's why start
1: a game you can never win? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So i I guess I see where you're coming from. Okay. Well, I see what you're, I see what you're saying. All right. So, you know 2 Corinthians three eighteen tells us that we are being transformed by the Spirit into Christ-likeness from glory to glory. So in other words, we're constantly moving, right, Mm -hmm. and and being transformed, okay? And I think that when we we talk about that, so why should we want to be more Christ-like? Well, I guess I would sit there and go, who would not want to be, even if we're not going to reach perfection, right, but who would want to be more loving, more peaceful, more joyful. I think those are things that you like. we would all say, yes, sign me up for. And so I want more peace. I want more joy. I want more love. All right, well, how do you do that? You submit to the Holy Spirit and allow Him to work that in you. So that's becoming more Christ-like. And so because if I'm more loving, then I'm going to care for others, for creation, for self, even God in greater ways. And I mean, we, wouldn't we all want that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and so, like, all right. So I don't think it has to be this thing of like, well, I'll never reach there, so forget this. It's just not worth it. No, like, I want to look more like Jesus as a as a father I, I say because this, it makes life easier. Well, I say this. Uh, no, I don't think initially it necessarily makes life easier. Only life is easier because I'm more Christ-like. I don't think Christ had necessarily the most easiest life. So I don't think it initially makes life easier in the in, in terms of all the circumstances and situations of life. But do I think that it makes—if I'm more at peace, would that be better? Yes. Yeah, would that be, quote-unquote, easier? Yeah, it would be. If I was joyful, like, all the time, yep, that would be a lot better, right? And so I guess I'll put it this way. Like, my kids— don't need just a better version of Joseph okay. as their father. They need me to look more like Jesus. Because if I look more like Jesus, then I'm going to well, love them better than I, I would in myself. I'm going to be more patient with them than I would be in myself. I'll be more generous and kind than I would be in and of myself toward them. And so my kids need me to look more like Jesus, mm. not more like Joseph. There's only so much I can do for Joseph. The the Christian teaching actually would say it this way, like your yourself, your who you are needs to go die. Take, okay. Take up your cross daily, follow him, crucify the flesh, with all his desires well, like death is the is the is the answer.
0: They like, get replaced with entry level Christ like status.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. And be replaced with Starting to look more like Jesus. Okay. Yeah. And my wife doesn't need a better Joseph. She needs me to look more like Jesus. To to be able to love her... Long hair and <laughs> brown no. skin. No. All right. <laughs> no, she's, she's, she's cool with this. I'm really white, so she's cool with me just being white, and, you know, whatever. But... The, but but to love her, to respect her, to care for her, to cherish her in the way that she deserves, I need to look more like Jesus for that, for those things to happen.
0: Well, I was thinking about it logically. <laughs> and you right. brought all the Jesus feelings in it. <laughs>
1: but logically, it makes sense, too. You're right. Logically, yes. <laughs> every one of us would say, yes, I would want to be more loving. Yes, I would want to have more peace. Yes, I would want to have more joy. That's logical. Right. (laughs) Sure.
0: Yes, you're right. I know. So since none of us can be perfect Mm -hmm. like Jesus Mm -hmm. ever, isn't it correct when Christians point fingers at each other and say you're not acting Christ-like? I'm just imagining isn't like, everyone right
1: I'm just imagining people just in church just yelling and screaming because at each other over Christ all their flaws w-
0: Christ was perfect none of us act all the way like him so if I'm telling you hey you need to act more like Jesus isn't that right and shouldn't be an insult and everyone should love each other and be fine like Jesus did
1: <laughs> yeah I mean, you're not wrong right <laughs> you're not wrong to be like hey you need to look more like Jesus I mean that's not wrong but I think it's the way that I think it's the way that it, we're we're talking about it happening, right? Pointing fingers. I'm just imagining the sense of like you're just pointing out every flaw within somebody. So I just went
0: on Twitter right now
1: and was just like,
0: Christians don't act like Jesus and they're all doing it wrong <laughs> and then tagged a bunch of people.
1: <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> but what but what's the motive behind that? Like, why would you publicly just call them all out like that?
0: Um, draw attention to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: well, in that case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I think it like, gets down to the, to the motive of it, right? Because, like, if I'm going to point fingers at somebody else, then I know that they're going to be probably pointing fingers at me. But they'll be right, too. Yeah, or at least I should be pointing fingers at myself. For knowing my own flaws. We should
0: all point fingers at ourselves. Right. Instead of pointing fingers at other people.
1: Maybe that's the way to go about it. That's not like a sermon there, Nate. Well. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. I I can open up a spot for you to preach one Sunday morning if you want to. No. No? You don't want to do that? No. Okay. Just saying.
0: No. I'm going to sit in this room. (laughs) Do you think church people as a whole in America act Christ-like enough? Like, what's the over-under?
1: <laughs> no, we do not act. It's about just everybody in America, people in America, right? Mm-hmm. I'm asking you to point fingers, <laughs> right. No, we. Yeah, that, I'll gladly do it. I guess. <laughs> no, I don't think we're even close. Okay, um, why not? I mean, have you seen social media? I mean, have you seen the way we attack each other? Just for crazy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't, I think as a whole that we act far less like Christ than like him. So yeah, we're, we're not acting, we're not acting very like as a whole. All right. Why? What things? Our country, just, I'm saying our country with all the people in it. It's so, it's so dang divisive right now whether that's over politics, race, religion, whatever it may be, there's, there's such a division. And in the midst of that division are all of these camps that just act, again, like just jerks to people. I don't think we respect people. I don't think we honor people. We definitely don't see the image of God when we look at people. We see something completely different. We see their flaws. We see where they disagree with us. Paul says in Second Corinthians chapter five, he says, "I now will no longer judge anyone according to the flesh." And mm. what he means by that is that I'm not just going to see them through the lenses of their deficiencies, of our disagree points of disagreement. And I think that unfortunately. In our society, we become so divisive, talking about, angst te- you know, teenagers, I feel like that's what we're, we've devolved down into. It just, for me, it feels like that, again, there's just not much respect and honor for one another. We should be able to completely disagree and be respectful toward one another. Mm-hmm. We should be able to completely be on opposite ends of political spectrums and be able to be kind, right? And it doesn't mean that we can't say hard things to one another or where we disagree or why we disagree, but we can still do it with kindness. Mm. You know, even Jesus said, you know, let all your language be, you know, uh, or excuse me, Paul said, you know, let your language be seasoned with salt, you know, so that when you speak with people, in other words, it doesn't come across as so harsh and so hard. And I, I really think that there's a way, or there should be a way in our country where we could speak to one another in, in a way that honors and respects one another. So for me, that's one thing of where I go, yeah, our country just falls well short of being like Christ. Respect. Mm-hmm. You think we don't, that's the... that's the... Respect and value. And maybe that respect comes from valuing, right? I don't value... I don't value people across from me as being created in the image of God. I don't value them as being created by God. And so I, I, what I do is I label Burgers. them. I mean, I'm, I'm going to value you, Nate, across <laughs> from me <laughs> with the image of God. I'm, I'm just, right here. Right. <laughs> Sorry. And, you know, I think that that's but I guess that's maybe where the collapse is, is that we don't value people. So you, you, I respect you. I will honor you because I value you. I value people that are made in the image of God. And again, we can we can disagree, but I think unfortunately what we've done is we don't see them as being individuals created by God. We see them according to their political stances. We see them according to their religious views. We see them, you know, according uh, to 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 race or sexual identity or whatever it may be, and instead of just going no, those individuals that are across the table from me, they are made by a Creator God and and have the image of God in them, and therefore I need to value them. I think probably that's where the ultimate breakdown is not, and not just now in our country. I think it's really heightened. But I mean, this goes, this is the issue going all the way back to the fall of Adam and Eve. I mean, all the way from point one, when they sinned, it immediately caused this breaking of relationship with not just with God, but with all of creation and with self and with others. And so it just, it, it's been broken ever since. Adam and Eve's own sons, you know, one of them killed the other one. You know, I mean, it's just. We've just been in this point of, you know, not valuing the image of God and the other person for so long. It almost feels like in our country now I you know, it just feels like it almost impossible to recover that.
0: Well, we just need to keep posting on social media and it'll get better.
1: <laughs> right. If we just keep ranting enough. We we'll just keep ranting and right. Yeah. If I just go on enough rants, mm-hmm. right. It'll if I do enough podcasts, mm-hmm. if we do enough social media, it'll all be better. Mm-hmm. Right. If only, if only so.
0: We should start a fight later on social media. <laughs> Just About how people on social media start too many fights.
1: Right. That's fair. We okay. can do that. Okay. Yeah.
0: We can decide which side each of us are going to be on later.
1: <laughs> All right. I'm on the Jesus side.
0: Okay. <laughs> I don't think that's supposed to be a side. Dang it. But maybe. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Despite the way that you think Christians in America suck at being jesus <laughs> Uh-huh. Do you think that they act Christ-like more than 50% or less than 50%? 50% of Christians act Christ-like? No, or... I mean, like, take Jesus, uh-huh. cut the
1: kindness in half. <laughs> okay, do they have that much kindness? Do they have
0: that much kindness?
1: Man, I don't know. I'm not going to get into all these <laughs> percentages. And I'm not going to sit in like in, like, we were talking about just, you know, America as a whole earlier, but... Yeah, and, and, and yes, the church falls short of looking like Christ, but it's not to say there's not a lot of people that are following Jesus that don't look a lot like Jesus. Okay. I mean, I think there's—I mean, I think we have to be— like there are people that really do—I mean, they're genuinely kind, they're genuinely generous, they're genuinely loving, they're desiring to live in peace with not only themselves but with other people. You know, I think when you see people— like if you're using like the, those nine through the Holy Spirit, for example, like uh, some people are going to be maybe further along, quote unquote, mm. you know, in in some of them than the others. But I do think there's a lot of people that do look like Jesus. I don't want to come across as like, man, we all just suck. We just need to, you know, close up shop and leave. We can, but this will be true forever. We can always, we can always look more like Him than we presently are. But I do think the church is the church is in a lot of need right now to be a church that stands in truth with compassion. Okay. Yeah, and so I do think I do think we can grow in both of those areas. I mean, in a lot of other areas too. But um, yeah, so I don't. No, I don't think we all just. I don't think we all just suck. I think there's a lot of people that. Or following Jesus that look a whole lot like Jesus, that I look that I genuinely look up to and respect and want to be more like them in the way they reflect and look like Jesus.
0: Give me the play by play breakdown of how I could become not me personally,
1: right? You're so far of, there,
0: maybe me personally, but, <laughs> of how one becomes more Christ like.
1: Okay, how do I start? All right. Well, I mean, the starting and point. Do I
0: have to start by caring about it first because that's hard.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think I think the, the starting point is all right, I want to know Jesus, right? Like we start there. I want to know Jesus. I want to know Christ, I'll be in a relationship with him, follow him. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I think then you've got to have, there's something that's got us within you where you you're deciding. I don't know if you have, to f- have this great emotional feeling, but there's a decision within one person, within oneself that says, I want to, I, or not I won't, but I know that I need to be more like Jesus. I think that decision has to be made. I know that I need to look more like Jesus. Now from there, it's completely understanding from at that point, it's not really by our own power, but by, by, but by the power of the Holy Spirit within us. Okay. So in other words, I'm not saying that we don't have a part to play. I'm not saying that we don't have to make the choice to say, yes, uh, Lord, I surrender my life, and Lord, I want to be more like you. But in surrendering, we understand now from that point that it really is a whole lot more like Jesus. So in John 15, verse 5, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. And I think that's kind of the the bottom line there. like We realize we can do nothing apart from Christ to produce Christ-likeness in us. In other words, yeah, I can do things apart from Christ, but I can't look more like Jesus by just, Gritting my teeth and just wanting it enough. Mm-hmm. It really is more of an of an act of surrender, and then it's kind of like, all right, so Lord, I know it's you doing it in me. It's only by me remaining in you, and so this maybe looks like in a, a few different ways. So the idea of re, of remaining in the Lord, and so in other words, that I'm going to get to know Jesus by being in His Word. I we get to know Jesus by spending time in prayer and talking to Him and listening to Him. And so and, and in that prayer point, I'm, I'm continually opening myself up to the Holy Spirit and saying, Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to come and create in me the likeness and the stature of Jesus. And so it, requ- it requires the Word, and it requires prayer, requires the Holy Spirit, and then it requires community, actually. It, this is one of those things that cannot be done. Like I, I can't look more like Jesus outside of the context of being in a church family.
0: But if you looked like Jesus, wouldn't you look more like him in a context of not the church family?
1: So, in other words, if I do not look like Jesus, or if I look like Jesus, won't I continue to look more like Jesus when I'm not around people that are Christians? Is that what you're asking?
0: I'm just saying you look more like Jesus around
1: other people. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you're saying. Yeah. So if my little bit of looking like Jesus is gonna look more than the not anything of looking like Jesus. Yeah, I I get you. Yes, that's true. (laughs) But I'm not gonna grow any further than that. (laughs) Okay. Right? Like, so it's like when I first got saved. Okay. So I first get saved, I start following Jesus. And my peers are looking at me, and they know something's changed. They know I'm following Jesus. They know that I look different, but they're not Christians. So, like, if I'm just like, so yeah, I won't keep hanging out with them to an extent, but I'm not probably going to continue to grow in looking more and more like Jesus just by being around them. Okay, I'm going to need to be around other Christians to help form that in me. And I'm not saying that, therefore, that's all I'm going to do is hang out with other Christians. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. But I'm saying, though, we do need that community. So, in in Ephesians chapter 4, it says this, that verse 11, he himself, and that's Jesus, so Jesus gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, equipping the saints for the work of ministry to build up the body of Christ Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, growing into maturity with a stature measured by Christ's fullness. From Him, the whole body, fitted and knitted together by every supporting ligament, promotes the growth of the body for building up itself in love by the proper working of each individual part. In other words, it requires not just pastors and and ministers, but it requires everyone to be part of the process of growing and, and, and assuring that together we begin to have more and more of the stature and the nature of Christ. And so I need the body of Christ. And it's not just always like that feel good of, yeah, keep going. You got this. Sometimes it's the you're rubbing up against people that you, you know, maybe, you know, personality-wise, you're kind of clashing with, you're not connecting with, so you're kind of rubbing up against them. But in the midst of that, I'm learning to value them as a brother or sister in Christ who holds the image of God, and therefore, I'm learning to love them. Um, and, and in community, I'm learning to forgive people. I'm learning, so all of that's happening in the context of community. I'm learning to uh, love people that are not like me, that don't act like me, that don't prefer the same things that I do. I think that's one of the beautiful things of the body of Christ is oftentimes in a church context, you're around a lot of people that are not like you and that really the commonality that's bringing you together is the gospel and not that you're all part of the same club or have the same interests. And you know, or grow up in the same, you know, with the same backgrounds, but we're all kind of coming together because of the gospel. So you end up with this diversity of people, this diversity of backgrounds, this diversity of ways of thinking and seeing things. And all of that, it can cause clashes at times. But the beautiful part is that it it causes us to learn to grow with one another. And so I think that to become more Christ-like, which is what you're asking, what's that process look like? I think it, it's, it's I'm going to grow in the Word where my mind is transformed to think like Jesus. I'm going to spend time with Him and prayer talking to Him and listening to Him and uh, know that the Holy Spirit is active in me. And so the Holy Spirit is what I'm asking. I'm surrendering Holy Spirit, form Christ in me. And then I'm going to do it in the context of community where they can help form and forge that stature of Christ in me through just naturally just being together. So I think it's I think the community part is is huge. So yeah, that's how I approach becoming more Christ like.
0: Okay. How do I know that criticisms of me not being Christ like from other Christians or or whoever
1: are not true or are true. Well I think sometimes we just know, right? Sometimes somebody will say something to me and you're just like, yep, that's spot on. I need to work on that. But then I think also if we have surrounded ourselves with some people who we know are honest with us, and this this has been a game changer for me, is having people around me that would just be honest with me. And so if I come to them and say, hey, someone told me that I was coming across as pretty selfish, what do you think? And let them say yes or no to it, but I know they're going to me honest feedback. Mm-hmm. They're not always going to just be, oh, no, you never can do anything wrong. No, they're honestly going to assess it. And I think having people like that in my life has been huge because then I can go to those people and say, hey, they said I was prideful or they said I was selfish or is this true? And let, let people around me that I entrust to speak into my life of whether that's true or not. And so I think that's a... I think we need people, again, I guess, who will just be honest with us about where we're coming up short or who can verify someone else's criticism of us.
0: When I look at the church from the outside, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It's church people that are won't shut up about Jesus. And it's also those same church people who tell me I need to act like Jesus. Okay. And... A lot of the times I think that stuff gets annoying and church people act a certain way. And I've asked you all these questions like in last week's episode about Mm -hmm. feeling like they have the same personality and are they supposed to like the same thing? Mm -hmm. And are they supposed to all act like the same exact way Jesus did and all that stuff? And I look at it and go, I don't know if I necessarily want to act like those people because sometimes they're judgmental and sometimes they're... I guess I I look at it and go, I don't know if that's much different. Mm -hmm. And then also they won't have any fun with me. Like, (laughs) like, like, uh, judge me for drinking beer and all this, you know, right. Whatever. Shooting heroin, doing whatever. (laughs) So.
1: (laughs) Well, they're probably going to say something, Nate, if you're doing heroin, brother,
0: whatever, they've never had it. So they don't know. My point is, when a Christian is telling me to act Christ-like, it kind of seems like I don't want to do that sometimes. Okay. So how do I get over that and do it because it's something I know I need to do? Right. Like, I don't want to act, I don't want to have your personality and act like you right right now in my life. Right. (laughs) Like, I just don't. (laughs) So... (laughs) So, yeah. So
1: again, we <laughs> hit on this last week, right? Like that, that Christ is not looking for us to like change our personality. Okay. Okay. And in the sense of your personality is naturally going to change over time, it just does. Like our personalities change mm-hmm. over time. You can take, you know, for example, if you take a personality test when you're 20 and you take a personality test when you're 40, you may still have the same predominant personality. But more than likely, you've grown in some other areas, right? That you are not as developed in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm not saying there's not a there's not more and changes in personality, but like your predominantly per, your predominant personality is probably that's probably what you're going to have for the rest of your life, okay? And so if you're an extroverted, jovial person, that's probably what you're going to be. Um, And so if you're an extroverted, jovial person and you're thinking, man, I don't want to have to just be a quiet, soft-spoken, serious person all the time. I get that. If that's your perception of what it looks like to follow Jesus, Mm -hmm. right? Or vice versa, if you're if you're a quiet, kind of introverted to yourself person and you're in a church with a whole lot of big personalities, and that's what it looks like to follow Jesus, that can be a turn off for you too. And so I get that. And so I I think that we have to just go, all right, Lord, what would you how would you want to transform my life? And I think it's back gets back where I was talking about in community, because Hopefully, if people are like, hey, Nate, I see some areas where I think you could be more Christ-like, that they wouldn't just be like, Nate, go fix yourself, right? And instead, they would say, hey, why don't we go through this journey together? We'll walk with Jesus together, and in the midst of this— we'll see Jesus grow and mature us into more and more of his nature and his character. But it's not just a one-sided thing. It's it's going both ways. Okay, you're making me think of a something else but maybe
0: like a different way of asking the question. Okay. I think when when I've heard this before or what I think perception is of you should act more Christ-like, it's you should act more like me. Yeah. And so no, <laughs> I don't want to do that.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think that would be the wrong approach for anybody. So if I start, you know, let's start, let's say that someone comes to the church and I start spending time with them and I want to see them grow in Christ. My goal is to not make them have my personality or act more like me.
0: Because I think the, the the conversation goes, you need to act more like Jesus I blah, blah 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 you know what I mean um, that's how it that's how it goes
1: gotcha yeah that's a bad way to approach it from those people's perspective okay because what they really should do is say I want you to look more like Jesus period like in in the in the sentence there mm-hmm. not continue on with and that's a lot like me by the way right they just need to I want you to look more like Jesus would it be cool if we hung out and we just started again following Jesus together and to see both of us look more like Christ—that's a way better approach to it. So the you know the the guys that I mentor at our church, like there is not one part of me that is hoping that they look or act like me. I just want them to fall in love with Jesus, be more like Jesus, and in all honesty, I appreciate the fact that they're different than me because in different with different backgrounds and personalities and life experiences, they're going to see things differently. Mm-hmm. Even Scripture, they'll see it differently. and They'll point out things. They'll see natures or, or parts of God that maybe I don't catch or connect with as much. But by being around them, I begin to understand it more. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want them or really need them to be more like me. I, I just want them to fall in love with Jesus and be more and more like Jesus. And then then it's a mutual growing together, mm. right? So like it's not just a I think sometimes we take the perspective of I'm I'm really here for you. So almost like be thankful for that, be like and act like me, because I'm more mature, I'm further along in my walk, those kind of things. Uh-huh. And whereas I think a much better perspective would be like so I'm discipling a couple of teenagers right now and my and I I get it. I've got more knowledge than them. Like I also understand that, and I'm the one facilitating the group. However, I'm also open every time we get together to learning something from them. Mm-hmm. It, it, they may be high school students, but I can learn something from them. And learning is not just always information knowledge base. Learning is the way I observe them interacting with one another or interacting with others and going, oh, I need to be more like that when I interact with other people, you know, Mm -hmm. like that, the way they're doing that is really incredible. And I want to do that too, because I feel like that's more like Jesus. And so I think that there has to be an openness, you know, it's it's a reciprocal relationship because I know I'm not fully grown right Mm -hmm. into the stature of Christ. So yeah, I can learn from teenagers too. And I think that's a much better approach to people Engaging with others and wanting to see people come to know Christ know come to know Christ and come to know grow in the in the in the nature and the likeness of Christ.
0: So in the end, after we've talked about all this, what does what does a Christ like person look like? I go to church and there's some people that aren't Christ like there's some people that are there's people that are more at it or whatever. What
1: would I see in a Christ-like person? You know, if if I'm going into a church, okay? I'm okay. going to church and I'm seeing people, and, I'm, and I am going to answer your question, but I want to say this. I, I think it's hard in a single movement or a single going to church to know who, quote unquote, is more Christ-like or who's not. And here's what I mean by that. If I go into a church on a Sunday morning and someone has just found out the day before that they have a terminal illness, that person there may seem sad, despondent, and maybe even rude because they're not— Or just not there. Yeah. But if they are there, they may come Mm. across as rude because they're not not welcoming me, for example, if I'm a visitor into that church, Mm -hmm. because they're kind of locked into their own thing that's going on, right? Everyone else in that community knows that, but the visitors don't know that. So that person may come across rude, right? Or someone had something bad happen, and they're kind of on edge that next day. And that's what I'm saying. It's so hard in a, just a single glance, walk through to know something. So I guess here's what I would say: If I'm in a community and I'm and I get to and I'm and I'm in that community consistently, not mm. just a one time, mm-hmm. but I'm in that community consistently. That to me is when I will begin to see things in people that will go oh that's like Jesus right that on a not just on a one singular moment, but overall overarching these people are kind they're welcoming you know, these people seem to have a joy or a peace about them and you see the way they interact you see the way they interact with one another you see the way they interact you know if they have kids there with their kids or their spouse, the way they interact with a spouse. And you, you you starting to see things, then you're getting to know them deeper than just on a Sunday morning level. Because mm. everyone can put on a, anyone can put on a mask for a Sunday morning, right? So what does it look like, you know, spending time with them outside of that? And so I guess what I'm getting to is when I'm wanting to be around, well, if I'm looking at people and I'm like, are, where are they? And they're looking like Jesus and that kind of stuff. I'm just saying it's really hard to get a grasp of that in a one moment or in just in a continual one setting type of arrangement. Mm. Like I got to be around them a lot more in different environments with different situations, different life circumstances. And I think what you'll find is that people who genuinely want to be more like Christ, they want to look more like Christ or that are, I mean, they will look more like Christ. The ones that genuinely want to and because they're being transformed from the inside out and they're not just putting up these outside facades or these outside actions. It's a genuine transformation from the inside out. And so you know they're obviously regularly you know kind of surrendering their life to Jesus. they're spending time with they're spending time with Jesus and they're allowing them or allowing him excuse me, to transform them uh, really through the Holy Spirit, bearing that fruit that we've talked about in Galatians 5 that looks like Jesus. We realize that people are not perfect, so they're going to have flaws. They're going to have bad days. They're going to have bad moments. And I'm not going to, you know, build a a, a case against them for one bad day or one bad moment, Mm. you know. And hopefully when they mess up, they're pretty quick to ask for forgiveness. And then they, you know, begin to walk with Jesus again. And so that's what I'm saying. I think you kind of just got to get to know people. And because it's not just that exterior, what do I see? It's who are they consistently? For me, as a a husband and as a father of three, if you want to know how much like Christ I am, to be honest with the best people to ask is my wife and my kids because they're around me the most. Ask them what kind of husband I am, what kind of father I am, how do I act when I'm at the house, how do I act when, you know, we're at sporting events, how do I act when I want to date with my wife, you know, how do I act when we're just all going out to eat, and they build up these long periods of time getting to know me, then all of a sudden now they're able to speak to really my character, you know, much more than anyone else is. I don't know if that's—I know it's not the easy answer. (laughs) The easy answer was, well, you walk into a church and they do X, Y, and Z, but that's not a true assessment of a person.
0: So go into a church, ask everyone who the most Christ-like is, and whoever
1: the most of them pick, that's the one. You know, that actually would not be a bad way of going about it. Okay. I mean, honestly, like, if you're going into a church and and you ask everyone there who acts most like Jesus, I think you're going to get a pretty good feel assessment of who that is. Okay. Especially if they're, yeah, you know, especially if they're a, a close community. And yeah. all the people who pick themselves should be kicked out. <laughs> yeah, if they're choosing themselves, they got to go. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're not part of the voting anymore. Okay, right. <laughs> yeah, and if the pastor says it's definitely me, yeah, it's definitely not him. Okay. So yeah. good. That's. Uh... <laughs> And I, was, I think that's an awesome way to, to think about it. That no, it makes me want to do that. It makes me want to walk through the church and ask that question. <laughs> and I think because I, I do think it depends on the type of church too, right? I mean, because this you got to have a, some sense of a smaller church, small ish church, something like a real small church, but it, a few hundred people or less probably, right? To be able to ask that question because then you, most people going to know each other. Well, listen, so. that's most churches. Oh yeah, well most I mean ninety what was it ninety plus percent of all churches are less than a hundred people. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Well, I'm going to come with a clipboard tomorrow. <laughs> Please let me know your findings. Okay. <laughs> well, this has been the one I heard this podcast. You can find the podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, YouTube, and Rumble. You can follow updates on the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at When I Heard This Pod Podcast. Make sure you click all the buttons around the thing and Patreon's five bucks. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Nate NateRobinsoff, and you can follow Joseph on Instagram at RevJoT. This has been the When I Heard This Podcast, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.